Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio. All right, and so here we go then. Welcome to uh, Rock and Roll American Football. Uh, another season, well, a new season of the NFL, a new season of Rock and Roll American Football. Happy to be here going through the, the big, the medium, the small of the NFL. Uh, my name's Jay Lawrence, uh, joined by uh, BBC Radio 1's Nelson Hilton and uh, well, someone who uh, throws a, well, a different Different kind of ball, very different kind of ball actually to the NFL. I don't know if he's if he's half decent. Uh, just off his win in the uh, in the in the hundred as well. Bowler extraordinaire Tamal Mills. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, guys. How you doing? Yeah, I'm all good. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Love the I love my NFL. I probably I probably enjoy it more than I do cricket. So um, this is my uh, this is my t- this this is my time of the year. Oh mate, that's, that's going to go everywhere. It's all over social media. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know I, I say that you throw you throw a very different kind of ball. Is that is there any transferable skills between throwing a cricket ball and throwing an American football? No, not one, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no, there's, there's no chance you pick up an American football. Like, do you know what? If I were born in, in America, I could have done this. No, I literally, I like, I get injured enough playing cricket. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I literally, I watch, I, I watch the NFL and I just see the collisions these guys take. And even like the running backs, when they're getting, you know, they'll just run into the, into the linemen and just get crunched and piled upon. And I'm just thinking, how do these guys like come out of these, these wrecks? They're like car crashes, aren't they? Um, but no, I'm, 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 I'm not suited for, for, um, for the NFL in any shape or form, I don't think. You don't really get hit in cricket really so much, do you? you nah. No. No, no one's I, ever tackled on you. <laughs> no, I try to hit people with the ball, but that's uh that's as close as we that's as close as we get. That's about it. Nelson, you any good at uh you get again a good American football tool? Can you throw a ball? I can't throw a ball. I used to play at university level. Did you? Um, yeah. Uh, I used to play for the Ports of Destroyers in Bucks Premiership South. Um we were okay. You know, swings and roundabouts like one season we were really good, other seasons, you know, we weren't so great. But um yeah, what I position do you, you play? I played defensive end and outside linebacker. Okay. So, yeah, uh, my knees don't work at 25 years old. So, you know, feeling good. <laughs> 25 years old. And yeah, you're, he's a proper American football player, mm-hmm. isn't it? Uh, so, yeah, essentially new season, guys. How are we feeling about uh, the new season? So we're recording this on Tuesday the 7th. So literally two days away. Has it felt like it's come around quickly? No, no, not for me. <laughs> I, I, it's such a short season, isn't it, really? For me, you think, well, they kick off in in September, and then it's all pretty much the regular season. Obviously, done in the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, uh, you know, I could watch it twelve months of the year. I'm I'm already fantasy leagues all drafted up. I'm 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 locked and loaded, ready ready for the season. Yeah, I feel like this off season has gone quite quickly, mainly because there's just been so much news floating around. You know, with um, t- you know, so many new young quarterbacks coming up through the draft, and just like quarterback roulette being played across the league. Um, it just feels like we've been right, like sucked back into the epicenter. You know, the London game's coming back, which I'm mm. really excited for as well. Um, yeah, it's good to have football back, man. I tell you what, it always feels like to me after the after the Super Bowl, you're like, there's there's this sort of lull. Then the draft comes around, and so you're getting like excited for, you know, you pretend to be an expert, or at least I pretend to be an expert in the draft. I'm like, yeah, you're looking for this player from. Maryland or whatever you gotta look out for him and then there's sort of a lull and then suddenly it just comes around so quickly so you know the fact it's it's back this week it's it's all really exciting and you know obviously that is what it's going to be you know all about uh, on the episode of Rock and Roll American Football this week so um we're going to be talking about you know bits and pieces we're excited for things that we think you know might happen things that we think as well could happen that hopefully will shock the other two of us as well I want to start though uh with this guys I want to start with this it's a it's a game that I'm calling 
how big a deal is this? Okay, so scale of nah, no big deal to you know this is this is such a big deal. I'm going to blow. I'm going to give you a few scenarios, things that are going into the new season and all that. And I need you to tell me how much we should be focusing on it, or how much this is done and dusted. We shouldn't really be thinking about this anymore. It is not a big deal whatsoever. Okay, so I'm going to start with Aaron Rodgers will be the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Still a big deal? Are we thinking about this or is that all behind us? Are we not worrying about this? I don't think this is a big deal. I think this is very much done and dusted. From Obviously, we saw that press conference where he basically outed the entire organisation. Um, Jordan Love didn't get that many slaps in um, preseason, like with the first team offence anyway. So I feel like that chapter's kind of done. I feel this season he will be the starter, but going into next season, that that's where issues arise. And they need to put some respect on his name. I mean, this man just won the MVP again. I you couldn't agree not? more. Yeah, no, no. This, it, it was done. It was it was a nice story for a while, wasn't it, during the off-season? He was hosting Jeopardy. He was obviously just yes. doing, doing what he wanted. <laughs> he was getting rave reviews, wasn't he? Obviously, we don't get, get that over here. I, I only saw little clips on Twitter or what have you. But, um, yeah, he obviously had his time away. Obviously, it was quite public that he wasn't happy. But then look, once once he's back in, I'm, I'm sure that's that's it now. He's got a few – got Randall Cobb back, I saw. Mm. Like, demand demanded that Randall yeah. Cobb must come back, um, which is a bit odd. But, um, no, nah, I think I think that's done and dusted now. Out of any player that you demand is on your team. Now, I'm not putting, like, you know, any, like, you know, slight on Randall Cobb or whatever. He does he does what he does. He's, the, you know, the slot receiver. He's not a bad one at all of that. But, you know, I dem- I- I- I'm leaving unless you get Randall Cobb back for a late round draft. <laughs> I mean, it's not too bad. If uh, if you had to host any TV show tomorrow, uh, uh, Jeopardy or otherwise, that you think you do a half-decent job of, non-cricket based, of course, what do you reckon? Well, there aren't any cricket-based shows. Are there? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> oh, I'm a big, I'm a big uh, fan of the chase. Of, yes. Um, yeah, I, I'd like, to, I'd love to go on it one day. You know, every weekday, five o'clock in the UK, that's me in front of the TV, acting like I know what's what's going on. Um, I've been lucky enough to go on Question of Sport quite a few times. Mm. Um, so that's that's always great fun. I'm filming again. Actually, I'm going on it in a couple of weeks uh, later in the year. So um, yeah, those are two 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 quiz shows that that I love in particular. But do you reckon you'd be half decent at the chase though? I, I like to think I rate myself. <laughs> Always confident. Fake I it till th- I, well, try and fake it till I make it anyway. Here's me thinking you were more of a mastermind kind of guy. I don't know. <laughs> um, so Green Bay Packers aside, I mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, I think it is going to be, we can we can try and put it aside, aside as much as possible over the next few weeks, but it will come back. Towards the end of the mm-hmm. season, if there is no new contract signed, if there is silence on Aaron Rodgers' end, that storyline is coming back towards the end of the season. But I think you're right. We can put it behind us. How about this one, right? Uh, obviously, this man was out for the majority of last season. How big a deal is this, right? Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott suffering from a right shoulder sprain going into the new season. How big a deal? I think semi semi big deal. They 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 obviously highlighted it on on hard knocks, didn't they? Uh, it was it's obviously a running storyline, and obviously just getting advice for different baseball experts and things like that. Obviously, I, I know as a as a cricketer and as a throwing athlete, if you have a shoulder injury or if you've had a shoulder injury that affects your your throwing arm, your bowling arm, if, even if it's lingering, it it can affect you just that little bit. You might just not quite have a hundred percent throw power. You might be at 90% or whatever. And, and those little things they can linger on. Obviously we'll never know uh, the ins and outs uh, of what's going on, but um, yeah, it's definitely, it's one to keep an eye on. I think. 
Yeah, I, I think I have to agree at this point. I do think it is kind of a big deal. Not the biggest, but it's kind of a big deal. I think the Cowboys have a few different problems. You know, they really need to sort themselves out on defense this year. And hopefully Michael Parsons being drafted into that mid middle linebacker slot can definitely help. But one big problem I think no one's really been talking about is Zeke needs to bounce back because that mm. brother was looking like an uncle last season. You know, I can't <laughs> lie. He's going a bit far with the feed meetings. Coming looking like, you know, a smaller version of Eddie Lacey. But yeah, my man <laughs> needs to get back on back on back in the gym, bro. <laughs> I like Zeke, I really do. I think he's one of the best talents the Cowboys have ever had, but he needs to get it together. Well, they were talking about that. You mentioned hard knocks there, didn't you? you they were talking a bit about Zeke, weren't they? About how he was mm. looking in better shape. You never know with hard you never know when 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 it's hard knocks or whatever, you you gotta take it all with a pinch of salt, I suppose. When they're saying that he's in such better condition, he's you know, looking I don't know if slimmer's the right word, but you know what I mean anyway, uh going into the new season. But he uh He's got his quarterback back. He's got his best mate back. I tell you what, it was a weird experience watching that first episode of Hard Knocks, watching Zeke trying to wrap a present. Did you? Did <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I've never it wrapped a, a present man, before. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think... You, just, that's I'm what used I do. to wrapping presents Yeah, well. well, I'm wrapping... If I'm wrapping a present for the... Well, what I do is I'm normally away if I'm abroad for... If I miss Christmas, so what, I get away with it. Mm. So I'll, I'll send all of my presents to my mother-in-law's house unwrapped and then get her to wrap everything for me and then everything's um i don't have to do it. otherwise i'm the same as as zeke i'm um i'm just sticking other bits of wrapping paper on top of other bits yeah. just to try and plug <laughs> yeah, just to try and, try and plug holes <laughs> no i'm the same i get my sister to wrap everything for me <laughs> getting a yeah, present I, I, from me that's long see i don't i i honestly I, I try my best but it's very obvious which presents are from me do you know yeah. what i mean it's very obvious which ones oh it's like that one Looks like a, you know, dog's dinner. So that one's from Jay, definitely. Um, Zeke going to bounce back. That's not my next question, but are we, are we confident he's going to do that this season? I really hope so. I think, you know, when he came into the league, he was a great talent. And I really think he has, you know, potential to be offensive player of the year at least once mm. in his career. And I think if he doesn't do that, it would be kind of, you know, unfulfilled. He, I think, like, you know, he's definitely the best talent they've had since DeMarco Murray on that offense. And I'd like to see him kind of eclipse him. Uh, okay. Last one. How big a deal is this scale of now? Nah, no big deal to, you know, this is such a big deal. I'm going to blow rookies, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and Trevor Lawrence all starting for their respective teams, New York jets, new England Patriots. And of course the Jacksonville Jaguars, how much are we focusing on this? Are we expecting them to be half decent? We cutting them, you know, giving them a break a little bit this season. I think all, all three of those probably is, <laughs> it's, it's, it's huge. It's, they're going to be huge storylines. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be the, you know, the, the best thing since Andrew Luck to come out of uh, college football. But is he, you know, what's the situation going to be like that you're reading that the, the O-line doesn't look too strong behind him? I, I picked him up in a dynasty draft just now. So mm. I'm, hoping, I'm hoping in fantasy he, uh, he can pulls it up, pull, pull it out for me. Nice. Zach, Wilson, Zach Wilson, obviously, the Jets have been so bad for so long. Um, so, you know, obviously there's a lot of pressure on him, uh, New York media and such. And then obviously Matt Jones just beating out Cam to start for the Patriots. And whenever you're a white quarterback in New England, you, uh, you get, uh, you, you got to, you got big boots to fill. Um, and a lot of people are going to be looking at him to, to bounce back with, with Bill Belichick. So yeah, that, that, those are huge storylines, I think, as the, as the year goes on. You know, when we start from the bottom, like well, the bottom, I guess, with the worst team in the NFL last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, obviously 
possibly, arguably, the greatest college talent of all time. You know, Urban Mayer, one of the best college coaches of all time, linking up in Jacksonville, it's exciting. You know, it's really unfortunate that Travis Etienne's out for the season as well, because I would have loved to see them link up in um, Jacksonville. But I think Trevor Lawrence is going to change the whole dynamic of the team. He's going to bring a lot of fight. Like, I've seen him playing games against, you know, LSU and Alabama and even Ohio State where he hasn't come out on top. And the amount of fight that he showed to just keep going through the games was phenomenal. So I know that Jacksonville definitely have a good leader in him. And I can't wait to see them in London later this year. Um, the biggest question mark for me is Zach Wilson. I don't know how good the Jets are going to be. And just like looking at who he's got around him, it, it raises a lot of questions. Like, is he going to have the support that he needs? Is he going to have the protection that he needs? I'm not completely sold on him as a quarterback. He's got a big arm, but is he going to make the wisest decisions? Like him playing at BYU in college, we didn't necessarily get to see him against, you know, top caliber opponents, be it like, you know, your Oklahomas and your, your Alabamas week in, week out, like the caliber of opposition Trevor Lawrence was facing. And uh, Mac Jones and Cam Newton, it's, it's funny you bring up Mac Jones because he links into one of the shocking things that you wanted us wanted us to bring to the table, which I'll talk about a bit later. But um, I think that the quarterback situation in New England is going to be interesting because either way, they were going to go one way or the other um, with either Cam Newton or Matt Jones because they're two completely different type of quarterbacks. So it raises, it raises eyebrows like, did Bill not want to invest in a playbook that suited Cam Cam Newton? And did he just go all in on Mac Jones from day one? And is Mac Jones good enough to fill in, you know, the shoes of Tom Brady? Mm. These are questions that, you know, we're going to find out very soon. So It's very different, isn't it, actually, if you talk about just those three players, because you've got two players that were, you know, objectively very bad or have been quite bad uh, franchises over the last few years. You've got Zach Wilson with the Jets, obviously, and Trevor Lawrence with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they're going to, they might get, um, they might get, you know, people will cut them a bit of slack just because of the situation that they're in. But with Mac Jones, you know, as you said before, Tamar, like the expectation is there with New England Patriots fans. So do you think that like the, the dynamic and the expectation is going to be slightly different there, you know, just not even just with Patriots fans, but just with, you know, NFL fans in general. Yeah, a little bit. I think when you, when you have the sustained success that the Patriots have had over the last 15 years or, or whatever it was, fan bases don't want, you know, they're not used to losing they're not, or for, for a prolonged period of time. So they had a down year last year, but they're, they're going to want to win, aren't they? And you get the new quarterback in. Uh, plays a similar style to to Brady potentially. Um, you know, there are going to be expectations there, both within the local media and and, and the national international media also. So um, it's just on the players to to block that out, to to just try and crack on with with your job, and obviously um, Belichick to, to to coach him up. Have you ever been on a? And you don't need to say who. You don't need to say who. Have you ever been on like a, a side that has been bad, and you have thought? Okay, well, I, I'm gonna pl I'm playing with them now. I don't need to really worry so much about you know expectation or whatever else like that because there's only one way up. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes. So I I obviously play T20 cricket yeah. all around the world in different franchises. So I I can play for four or five different teams in in twelve months, mm -hmm. and, and some some of those teams happen to be very good, and some of those teams will happen to not be so good. So um, you have to learn to to manage expectations, to temper expectations, to. Uh, be honest with yourself within the realms of your surroundings. So sometimes, obviously, if, if you're in a good team, you're 
performances will probably look better because you have a, you know a better supporting yeah. cast. So within obviously NFL context, if you've got good O line, if you've got good receivers to to help you, it's, you're probably going to look better because you've got better players. You know you can throw a five yard you know short pass and then someone can take that thirty yards if you have a you know able receivers. You know what I mean? Whereas if you're throwing that same pass. To, to you know lesser receivers who haven't got the moves to shake off DBs or whatever, then they're getting flattened. Then that's only a five yard gain. So um, yeah, you have to you have to look at things within within the context of, of what you're doing all the time and try your best to elevate those around you as well. Uh, you know, same question to you, Nelson, but with the Portsmouth Destroyers. So. <laughs> hey, I mean, when I joined, they were they actually held the record for the longest undefeated streak in um, British University American football history. And that so was they were quite good. one game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like they did very well. They got to the Div 1 Championship final the, the year I was with them, the, like the year before um, I joined them. And then obviously the step up in competition in um, Premier League football, like just the facilities and the differences in, in, you know, the way teams were run, it was apparent. Not because, like, the Destroyers were bad. They had lots of great players. But, you know, certain teams up and down the country had American imports and stuff. It was just a completely different game. Let's move on then. So what are we looking forward to then in the new season? I mean, this is one of those things where we could just list, list, list and list. So you're going to have to keep it, we'll keep it selective. We'll keep it good. So what we're going to do is we're going to, you know, think about, um, you know, an exciting thing. Let's think about something that you're expecting, maybe, but you're looking forward to anyway. Uh, and if you can, I want to I want to hear something that is downright shocking. I want to hear something that you're going to shock the other two uh, two of us with. Um, so look, I'll, I'll I'll start. Okay, make this easy. I'm excited for the exciting thing that I reckon is going to happen. I reckon Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray is going to light it up. Honestly, third year quarterback. He is in. He is. He has got the the natural attributes of a Lamar Jackson, but you don't have any questions around his throwing ability. You don't have any of that whatsoever. You have got a uh, a <laughs> a head coach who may or may not be in his last year in uh, in Cliff Kingsbury. There's a lot of pressure on him. There's going to be a lot of pressure for that whole of the offense to try and make it as as exciting as possible. Yes, he might be a little bit short, but I think that that is is totally overrated in the NFL these days. Kyler Murray gonna light it up this season. He's got he's got the potential to light it up, but how far he actually goes, I think it isn't really down to him. It's down to the Cardinals as a unit, and I think I don't know their ability to hold on in those in those tight games is is questionable. They could end up finishing third in the division. It's such a stacked division, NFC West. I didn't say that they were going to win the division, did I? I just said, I just said like, he's going to light it up. You've got obviously you've got uh, Nuke. You've got you've got DeAndre Hopkins, a man who you know was traded from the Texans in the last offseason, had an incredible year. There's no reason why he can't uh, have just as good one in this coming season. And you know people aren't talking about it so much. I think people are, you know a little bit down on him, but you never know what AJ Green's going to do. Now he's joined the Cardinals. You never know if he's going to produce or not. They might be missing uh, fits again, uh, but AJ Green, he could be there. He could be that uh, that factor. Uh, how about you, Nels? What are you thinking? Um, in terms of the Cardinals, or oh no, what, what are you excited for this uh, this okay. season? Um, what I'm excited for this season actually is, I guess, um, it's not really football related, but it is. But it's fans being back in mm. the stadiums. I think it was definitely something we missed last year. I've been watching a lot of NCAA football this year already and just having the fans back there has been crazy for the atmosphere and just 
you know, seeing the players really get into it. And I think, you know, certain teams last year would have done better had they had fans in this um, stadium. Seahawks being one of them. Um, St. Lumenfield um, has been known to be, if not the loudest, the second loudest stadium in the NFL. So I think, you know, when Russ was really going for it, if he had the fans behind him as well, it, it could have been a completely different season. So I'm looking forward to seeing fans back in seats and enjoying the beautiful game. Tomorrow, you retweeted a couple of things from college football, didn't you, just the other day? Uh, yeah. You know, it was incredible, wasn't it? Just watching all of those. I mean, college football is just something else anyway, but those crowds. Yeah, it's madness, isn't it? The Was it Wisconsin uh, home match? Was that, I think, where they were doing jump around? That's, yeah, search that out on, on Twitter. It was, just looks, just looks quality. Like, they get so into it. They go nuts for it. It's so well done. Yeah, it's, there's, that, that must be so cool as a player. Like, I've been lucky enough, again, to play in front of big crowds. Um, but it doesn't look the same as that. Obviously, it's, there's not that quite, that, you know, that, that real carnival atmosphere as you get at a, at a college football game. Does it boost you when you play in front of a crowd? I love it. Yeah, for me, the bigger the better. I I, I like the the occasion. Well, the biggest I've played in front of is I think maybe seventy five thousand in in India um, at Eden Gardens in Kolkata, one of the biggest stadiums. I played at the MCG in, in Australia, which is the biggest. Um, right, so the India have just opened a new stadium which holds a hundred thousand, but um, uh, it wasn't full when I played at the MCG. But yeah, I, I much prefer playing in front of big crowds. You know, the buzz, the noise. It's just. It's just better, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's going to be really interesting to be watching it, watching the NFL, you know, come at the end of this week, it's going to feel, uh, hopefully like it, it's sort of back because like last last year, it was, it's just slightly peculiar, isn't it? Watching people celebrate, nobody in there, or, you know, having it, having those four crowds is just going to be, you know, that, that big factor, I think, for a lot of teams. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a New Orleans Saints fan and uh, because of, uh, unfortunately, because of Hurricane Ida, you know, it will be it'll be quite a while until the Saints can get back into the to the Superdome. So um, I'm sure that loads of people, you know, you talk about the second loudest uh, there at Lumen Field, Superdome, mate. That's got to be number one. That's got to be number <laughs> uh, one as a loudest. Well, it's actually um, Arrowhead, isn't it? The the Chiefs. No, I'm not having that. No, you wait, you wait. Obviously, the Raiders couldn't have any fans at all last year. New stadium. Mm. The Allegiant Stadium looks looks sick over in Vegas. I'm, I'm plotting a trip. I've just oh. got to try and uh, convince my missus to to get on board with me going over to to watch the Raiders without without her. Yeah, <laughs> without her. So you just had to plug. I thought you were going to say, "Oh, she's got to come along," you know, or something like that. It's like, no, no. She'd have she'd have no interest in that. To be fair, to a good story. If you have a second, I was the Raiders obviously played in England two years ago. Obviously, the schedule schedule comes out. I see. Oh, I went the Raiders to that game. Are, yeah, so Tottenham Stadium. I was like, oh, sick. Looked at the date, fifth of October. I was like. Oh, Day after our wedding, our wedding day. So I'm like, oh, there's no way I'm even, you know, bringing that up. Like, I told her, I was like, oh, the Raiders are playing day after we get married. She was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, good for them. So I kind of, I obviously, I, I just parked it. And then day before the wedding, she gave me, well, she gave me a gift and, um, yeah, got tickets for the for the game the, the the day after my agent sorted them out, and um, yeah, she went with me. The day, we were obviously very hungover, newlywed, and um, she got on the train with me a couple of hours up to up to Tottenham to uh, to watch the Raiders. So she's um, yeah, she's a good girl. No way, that is amazing. I, I, you know, I'm picturing her on the train now, just in the in her dress as well. Like, <laughs> you know what? If you're taking me to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to go watch the NFL, I'm I'm this is my honeymoon, mate. This is this is exactly it. Yeah, I had to I had to make up for it. That's sure. That's for sure. <laughs> Tomorrow, what are you excited for? Tell me something you're excited for in this new season. 
Uh, I misunderstood when you first asked me, so I'll go two things. One of them, uh, look, uh, being in the UK, I just think it's the NFL is perfect, isn't it? So for me, I'm just looking forward to six o'clock Sunday night. <laughs> we've just we've just refurbished a TV room for me downstairs. That door will be closed. I've got a little fridge in there. I've got a good setup, and that's me for the rest of the night. Six p.m. on a Sunday, red zone. Scott hands us on one screen. I'll, if whenever the Raiders are playing, I'll have them on on my iPad or my laptop or something. I'll be watching that. It's just it's it's just the perfect kind of sport for England, isn't it? It's um, just the, the times of the kickoffs, um, but they're not on the field. Um, I love watching Dalvin Cook, watching him run. He's he's just a monster, isn't he? He's um, he just seems to he's a huge part of the Vikings game. They lean on him pretty pretty heavily um, in the passing game and the running game, and he he reels off big runs. He runs over people. He's um, yeah, he's one of my he's one of my favorite players to watch. I think it's like the perfect, you are right, it's the perfect sort of setup. What time, what time do you switch off the NFL? That's my question. Because if you want to, you can watch it until 4 a.m. I used to work overnight on Sunday night into, you know, Monday morning, which meant that uh, I don't, my boss won't be listening. Uh, I, I, I used to just have it on. So it used to, I did not miss a game from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. to 4 a.m. At what point are you like, right, that's it for me? Do you watch a game? Do you watch two games? Do you go all night? For me, my ideal setup is I'll watch Red Zone six till nine, and then the Raiders obviously being on the West Coast. And normally, the you know they're often playing on the the nine oh five nine twenty five kickoff, and then I'll watch watch the Raiders game up through till midnight or whatever, and then I'll then I'll call it a night there. There, so that's 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 my kind of ideal um, setup throughout the winter when I'm in the UK. All right, so let's uh, we'll move on. So we've done the exciting thing. I'm going to move on to the expected thing. Now, I actually, one of the things I was going to talk about with crowds, I'm parking that, we've done that. I'm going to talk about something that is expected. No downward spiral for Tom Brady, because that man, for some reason, does not get older. In fact, he looks <laughs> younger as well. Look at some photos. Either he's, got, he's had a lot of work, or he's got something in his genes. I have no idea. Tom Brady, who I'll be completely honest, I was not expecting to have as good a season as he did have last year. You know, loads of things go into uh, having a successful winning franchise with the New England Patriots. Tom Brady is, is a massive cog of that, of course. But when you get rid of him, who's to say that you can just implant him somewhere else and it's going to be successful? Ridiculous that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. Whilst I'm not necessarily saying that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win the Super Bowl again this year, despite having, you know, just as many uh, of the mainstays as they had last year in the new season. I can't see a big downward spiral for Tom Brady. That is, that is something that to me would be too much, too much of a surprise for the 2021 season. What do you reckon? That man gives me nightmares on a regular basis. You know, um, we should have ran the ball on the one yard line, but uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll live. Um, yeah, I think he's just he's just annoying, isn't he? He's like, you know, prime Jordan. He's just, you know, or, or prime Kobe. He's just as good as he always was. And um, I think he's he shows that it's not always about the physical attributes. You know, it's not always about you know, being a Michael Vick or a Lamar Jackson, like two of the most physically gifted quarterbacks we've seen in recent years. It's more about the mental aspect of the game and just knowing like his his playbook inside out and trusting in his in his players has just led him to countless Super Bowl titles. Um they'll be back, if not in the Super Bowl, in the NFC championship game, mm. definitely. I think they're the ones to beat. Um and people are gonna have a very hard time um trying to 
dismantle Tom Brady this year. I think that the best the best description of Tom Brady that I've ever heard has just happened by Nelson Hilton, which is he's just annoying, isn't he? <laughs> I just, he is. I just don't know if there's a bit unless you're a Pats fan or you're a Bucks fan, you can admire the man, but it's just annoying. You see, Pats fans, they're they're better right now because that should have been them up on this stage again this year, but they're not. So yeah, I think it's, it's tough out here, man. Honestly. Um go on, Nels. What are you expecting? Oh, okay. Um well this one is a little bit different. Um there's a rookie that I follow. Um I followed him at the Miami Hurricanes and he sat out last year, but I really think he's gonna win defensive rookie of the year. Ooh. His name's Gregory Russo. Um he's six foot five, he plays defensive end, he's gonna be a part of the Buffalo Bills um this year. He's lanky, his limbs are long, um he recorded like fifteen and a half sacks in his rookie year as like in, in the NCAA. I think he's going to be a problem. And the, the Buffalo's defense is as good as it is already. It's about to get a whole lot scarier. Gregory Russo is going to win defensive rookie of the year this year. That is a take. I was, I was, I'm, I was not expecting that in any way. Yeah, that's that, that should have come in the next section. Yeah, the, no, the, 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 the shocking, shocking the shocking <laughs> section. That is. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your. If that is, I'm looking forward to hearing your shocking section, mate. Uh, oh, it's the, a good one. The Bills' defense, <laughs> to be fair, you know, with Sean McDermott there, just you know, heralding it as well. That is, they're you know, one of the big Super Bowl favorites, and for obvious reasons, if they can get a, uh, if they can get Gregory Russo to be as good as you, you're saying it's going to be, they're going to be right up there, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I mean, even with support with you know Britain's very own FA Obada as well, like. Mm. It's, it's really looking for good for them, for sure. I love how F.A. Obada, I, I love, first of all, F.A. Obada, you know, what a man, what a talent, mm. but he's always Britain's own. It's what Absolutely. you always have to say that first. Don't you? <laughs> Absolutely. You never, he's never a Barda, it's, just, it's Britain's own F.A. Obada every of single course. time. He's a um, man, man. Buffalo Bills, though, as a, as a franchise, are we thinking that they're they favourites? They are going to be up there? Yeah, I reckon. Just. That throw, Josh, in the preseason, Josh Allen, that like laser that he threw, he's got the strongest arm. Um, yeah, they they look pretty well equipped to to go to go for it. I think just Josh Allen from his when he got drafted to now, it's it's, it's amazing, isn't it? He was kind of laughed at in some circles. A lot a lot of people saying he was not undraftable, but wouldn't touch him in the first round because he was so erratic, so wild. Uh, just had this bullet of an arm, but didn't have a clue what to do with it. And now he's, you know, one of the one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So you have to have to respect him and them for for sorting that out. Um, and yeah, that that division will be. I think there's a lot of good divisions in the NFL this year, but that'll be um, that'll be a, a good division to watch for sure. Yeah, with the uh, New England Patriots, of course, and Miami Dolphins, uh, with Tua Tagovailoa hopefully taking that next step, and the New York Jets will be in the the wild card. Is that nice? Probably a nice way to say it, isn't it? The wild <laughs> card uh, in the division. We'll move on next to tomorrow. Right. What is an expected thing that you think is going gonna, is gonna to happen? It's, 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 I suppose it's answering the question as, as bluntly as possible and not very exciting, but uh, Pat Mahomes to come back, MVP, just walk, walk over most things in his path. Obviously, they only lost two games last year, one of them to, to my Raiders, which was amazing to, to watch and filled me with a ridiculous amount of optimism for the year, which was quickly destroyed not long after. But um, yeah, like, apart from that, they only lost one other game and that was in the, in the last game of the season to the Chargers when Mahomes and all the other starters didn't, didn't play. And then obviously Rodgers, MVP. I think this year now Mahomes is, is, is coming back. 
and just, yeah, just going to spray it everywhere and just walk all over teams. It's really improved O-line, isn't it? With that improved offensive line that was so apparent when it was a bit depleted in the Super Bowl and you could totally see how. And, and yet still Pat Mahomes was getting those throws, uh, throws out and, and some of the most incredible throws that you've ever seen, but some of them weren't caught, you know. So Pat Mahomes right back in there. You know, Nels, I'm going to say give us an opinion on it, but I'm pretty sure, you know, if you say, nah, don't rate him, then I, I might boot you out of this, uh, this, this call, to be honest with you, mate. No, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much a, a, like a lock. You know, Patrick Mahomes is definitely going to come back this year. He's out for blood. I think, you know, the, the amount of effort he put in in that Super Bowl to come up that mm. short, you know, making throws all over the place. And over the offseason, he was very happy about the O-line moves that, you know, the, the, Chiefs, made, the Chiefs made. He expressed that on Twitter. Um, yeah, I think it's, it, we're going to see the revenge of the, the Chiefs this time around coming back to... Um, be a strong contender this year for sure. I was uh, looking at this thing uh, the other day. I think it was on Instagram and it was just said something along the lines of um, just a few years ago, the Chiefs dynasty uh, was um, Jamal Charles. You know, yeah. it was just just him. And now it's just like, you know, no disrespect to him, of course, but he's almost a footnote, isn't he? Mm. Over the last uh, the last few years, it's just got that much of a stacked roster. Okay, we're going to move on to to next the final round, the final round, which is just downright shocking. I want to hear some gasps on some of these. So I'll start. The New York Jets are going to win a playoff game. <laughs> You're Nelson's, on your own face, day, Nelson's face right now. Nah. I tell, okay. What's, so what's the logic behind this? Okay, so the logic is is I was trying to think. I was, I was actually thinking, right, let's try and think of down something downright shocking. So I went through loads of teams in my mind uh, that, that would be shocking to win a playoff game, right? Uh, so I thought Detroit Lions, mm, too shocking. I thought Cincinnati Bengals, too shocking. I thought New York Jets, okay, so stick with me. <laughs> stick with me here. Zach Wilson, I know that you were saying so, so many things uh, about him and about the, the, the players that he is... Um, the, the, the type of players or the, the, the uh, quality that he's been up against when he was playing for BYU. But all I've heard is good things uh, throughout the offseason. You've got so much good stuff being said about Elijah Moore, who is uh, one of the new receivers that's come in over this offseason. All you need is a connection. You've got the, the new coach, of course, uh, with the New York Jets, um, straight out of the San Francisco 49ers. And I know sometimes... You know, there can be a little bit of too much buzz about certain coaches and all that. But Robert Sala uh, is is meant to be, you know, the next coach that has been focused on the defensive side over the 49ers. If he can show up a defense, the New York Jets, if he can manage to get a wild card spot, is it out of the question the New York Jets are going to get a... Uh, a play- yes, it might be actually a little bit too much. That might be a bit too shocking for my liking. Actually, I not- need to put some respect on my man Trevor Lawrence's names. You're saying that it's not like for the Jets? Really? Come on, man. My shocking opinion, even though I'm, I'm sorry that my last one was so shocking, I did I didn't mean it to to be. I thought it was pretty much a lot. But um, I think Cam Newton is going to start at least one NFL game this year. He's a free agent right now. But we know what this game's like. There's always freak injuries or freak accidents or, you know, a player falling out with a coach and getting benched. Um, I think it's very likely that he gets picked up by a team. Like, this man is a former NFL MVP, right? He's six foot five, 230. He's still an athlete, and he's still got, I think, you know, 
two or three good years ahead of him. So I can really see him getting picked up by another team, maybe not the Patriots, or a team that's got like, you know, their quarterback's gone down and he starts a game um this year in the NFL. Yeah, I think you've got these. I reckon you've got these the wrong way around. That's Seriously, much, that's that's much less shocking <laughs> than Gregory Russo uh, oh, what, dominating, as you say. As, as, you're completely right. You're only what 31 other teams are only one injury away from yeah. needing an, needing another quarterback, and obviously he's probably the best option that's available on on free agency at the moment. So yeah, I, I 100% see see Cam playing at some point um, this season. And also, you have to remember week once you get to week 17 now. Teams rest all their players anyway, so he may get he may, he may get to play anyway as like a little throwaway game. Do you think that he's going to be one of those players that gets you know brought in in about a month's time when someone goes down though? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, you sit. I, I think he'll be the type of player to he'll he'll he won't just he won't just go to the first place that offers him. I'm sure that he'll he'll sit and wait for a situation that he believes he might have an, an avenue to to play in. He's played as you, as as Nell said, he's played so much of, over his career. He doesn't he doesn't need to. You know, prove anything as such. Um, he can he can pick and choose a little bit. I reckon. Well, this is the thing as well. Hopefully, this is a little bit more shocking for for you guys. But um, Philip Rivers has said that he wouldn't be opposed to coming out of retirement if there was a contender a contender that needed you know uh, um, that were in with a shot and they needed a quarterback. So we could see Philip Rivers back in an NFL uniform for you know one more one more red. I mean, straight out of coaching high school football. Pretty much, yeah. Wasn't um Josh McCown was the emergency quarterback mm. for the Eagles last year? And he was he was a high school coach. Yeah, but he was the emergency quarterback. You know, I don't think I don't think that. I mean, Philip Rivers, if he comes back as a third string, I'll be surprised. You know, just there as an emergency. <laughs> I think he'll be there. If someone said, "Hey, can you start first week of the playoffs or something?" I think he'd be there. But you know, um, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen. If you'd said that your shocking thing was he's going to start in the playoffs, I'd have gone with that. To be honest, <laughs> I'd have gone with that. Uh, all right. Uh, finishing us off tomorrow. All right, so you're going to enjoy this, Jay. Jameis Winston leads the Saints to the NFC Championship game. Oh, I can I can quite get to the oh Super my. Bowl, but Jameis licking all his fingers, <laughs> you know, <laughs> eating a W right there, eating him, oh. doing doing all this. You know, I've, you know, just looking at division, I think they can they can definitely finish ahead of the Falcons and the Panthers. Uh, and then once once you get into the playoffs, whether it be via wild card or if they can even you know win the division and beat out the Bucks, you never know. Once you once you're in the playoffs, you know any given Sunday, all that all that good stuff. Uh, we we we've seen that Jameis can can sling it in to, to many different people on many on, on both sides of the of the ball. Um, and yeah, look, I'm, I'm, he's had the year off, sitting behind Breeze, you know, supposedly learning from Sean Payton, etc. Why not? The Saints obviously got good offense. I think obviously they're, they're a bit weaker on defense now, and I know all their kind of cap uh, issues are now are coming to kind of haunt them a little bit, um, as, as you all know better than I. But um, yeah, there you go. There's my there's my big shout, Jameis, to the to the NFC Championship. I am sweating in anticipation right now. I, <laughs> I am psyched for this. I tell you what, when it, I remember watching that game when Jameis Winston was eating that dub, yeah, when he was playing for the Bucks, and I remember thinking. <laughs> What is what is he doing right now? If he, if, he, uh, if he got to the, the NFC Championship with the Saints, he got to do it. He's got to do that, especially if he's playing the Bucks. I'll be so surprised if that happens. I'll be so happy if it happens. To be honest, the thing about the Saints right now is they've got 
a depleted uh, wide receiver core. You've got Michael Thomas that is out for uh, at least six weeks. You've got um, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who went to the Bills in the offseason. You've got Traquan Smith, who would be the number two, usually injured to start the season. Uh, so you've got Marquez Callaway, who is currently the number one for the uh, for the Saints right now, um, who is an undrafted free agent from last year. He's looking good, to be fair, but still. You've got a depleted cornerback. You currently actually have, I, I believe, three cornerbacks on the roster. So um, need some more. That's all, I, that's all I'd say. But Jameis Winston is, is the thing that kind of makes me, makes me think, you know what, as a Saints fan, maybe there's a little bit of hope because, yes, he did have the... 30 interception season only two seasons ago but he's got he's talented you, you know this is not somebody where you're trying to who might you know have their head in the game and uh, be able to read a playbook well but doesn't have those physical uh talents he's got those physical talents you just need to see some of the throws that he does yeah and he's bold as well that's my thing i think i think the the ceiling is so high and obviously the floor is so low that's it. Because he just he slings it. So like that's, that's what I'm saying. He he gives you an opportunity to put up 35 a game if, mm. if 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 everything works out perfectly. Which you know for this little exercise where we're putting ourselves in that situation, if everything works out perfectly, he can score 35 a game and just sling it all around and then lead lead the Saints to to glory. To glory. I've got a question for you both on the Jameis um or situation. It's basically. You know, Taysom Hill, Swiss Army knife. Do you not think that could he could ruin the, the team dynamic? Because he just got paid like a fat contract, right? Like he's he's getting paid as much as Russell Wilson. No, no, it's, it's, like no. A fake, it's a fake, it's a fake contract. It's a, it's a fake contract. It's oh, void man. years and stuff. It was all <laughs> the Saints got really. They didn't, yeah, they signed it. Was it like a five year, one hundred and fifty million or something? Like it was, yeah. it was ridiculous. But I think in re- in reality. They're actually paying him like eight million dollars. <laughs> I reckon that could really, you know, ruin the team dynamic. But it's not. To, we'll I, see. I mean, it was we'll four years and a hundred and forty million dollars. Uh, but to clarify, yeah, it is a lot of money, but it yeah, isn't. A, it, ain't, it, is, it, ain't, it ain't real. <laughs> it's not a real contract. So whenever you see it on Twitter and it's like, yeah, but like you know, he's, he's earning this much money. It's like, well, it's not really. It is, he'll get it restructured very soon, you know. It's just a cap business and all of that. Uh, Nels, uh, Tamar, thank you so much for joining me on Rock and Roll American Football this week. I'm just going to ask you one more question. I'm not going to ask you who's going to win the Super Bowl or whatever, but and I feel like we've been, you know, Nels has kind of asked has answered this question already, but you have to answer a different one. I'm I'm going to ask your dark horse. I'm I'm talking a team. I'm talking a player. You know, if you're really into mascots, you can talk about the mascot if you really want. <laughs> Just tell me a dark horse that maybe we should be focusing on this season going forward. The Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, my God. boy. Why not? Why not? I'm going to be sat there rooting for them every single week, starting Monday night football away at the Ravens. Um, new stadium. John Gruden has got, I think, what, one win better every year. He's, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's, he's come into the league. So you can't say that they're getting worse. Um but by all accounts, the defense looks a lot better. They've got a new coordinator this year, uh, Gus Bradley. Uh, they they drafted um, Morig, who's a safety in, in the second round, who supposedly was is supposed to be really strong and is looking really good. They got a right tackle in the first round, who's apparently looking really good in preseason training camp. Derek Carr plays better than what he actually gets credit for. Um, 
he's obviously he, he is a bit of a check down Charlie, but he, he actually he, he puts up good numbers. You know, the, the Raiders do score points. That's they, they, that's one thing that can't be denied. It's just their defense has been horrendous. It's, it's frustrating to watch. I often they're the type of team they'll they'll play two really good first two downs really strong. They'll get a team maybe third and twenty. And you'll have absolutely no faith that they'll um, that, that they'll hold off, and the other team will will more than off more often than not convert. But this is the year that the the defense gets to average, maybe just league average, and then the offense can can do its thing. Lead uh, being led by Darren Waller, they beat the Chiefs last year genuinely. Um, so yeah, why not Raiders to 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 win the AFC West? I was looking at this thing on uh, NFC, uh, uh, sorry, NFL.com the other day. I was looking at it and, and basically it was when a lot of the, the people from the NFL and NFL media said who they thought was going to win the Super Bowl. So a lot of them chose the Chiefs, as you can imagine. Some chose the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. One person chose the Las Vegas Raiders. Do you want to know who it is? David Carr. David Carr, yeah. <laughs> Derek Carr's brother. I was like, of David, course. mate. We can see straight through you. We can see, yeah. we can see straight through you on that one. Derek said to you, you better choose it. You better choose us. Uh, you better choose us. All right, uh, Nels, go on. Have you have you figured one out? Dark horse? Yeah, I think I've figured it out. Um, the Tennessee Titans. Um, Ryan Tannehill has actually played lights out since becoming quarterback there. You know, um, they've got great receivers. AJ Brown has been phenomenal. Derrick Henry could have a 2,000-yard season. He could be the first man to ever have a 2,000-yard season in the NFL. And they added the one and only Julio Jones, who's built like a brick wall. So, yeah, I think that, you know, the Titans, they've, they've always been, they're like the, they were like the Neely team over the past couple of years. And I really think that this is the year that they could surprise a lot of people and actually make that solid push. Even though uh, Arthur Smith, uh, the offensive coordinator, is now the head coach of the Falcons. Do you think that changes anything? Uh... Not right. I think they've added weapons and they'll only get better, you know, like Julio. They, they, yeah, Julio. Um, they're very good, you know, at establishing the run against teams that aren't good at defending the run. So, you know, like Derek Henry running up your nose is <laughs> not fun at all. And just trying to tackle him is yeah, nah. Not for me. Not for you. Not how for much me. money would how much money would it take for you to uh tackle too much. Uh, too much. Too much. <laughs> No, no, no amount of money that you'd be able to, no, to be on the other end. Just getting run over. That's that's a concussion, probably an MCL tear. Like, <laughs> nah, that's long. I mean, you did it for the that. Portsmouth Destroyers, but you're not doing it for uh, <laughs> against uh, against uh, Derek Henry. Guys, thank you so much uh, for being on Rock and Roll American Football this week. We'll be back uh, next Tuesday. All right, catch you later. Thanks. Cheers, guys. The Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio.